Welcome back to your Haunted Holiday. This is Lisa. And I'm Lindsay. And we have an interesting one for everybody today. This one's going to be a little bit different than some of our other episodes because we're actually going to be kind of combining two places in one. So think of it as like twice the ghosts. Yeah. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> well, and also, this is a place that I feel like tons of people go to on a family vacation. And we actually went there when we were little kids. And if I would have known that it was haunted, I would have been looking for stuff all over the place. Yeah, definitely. I actually know where this episode's going to be this week. But uh, yeah, I had no idea. But it makes complete sense. It does. So this is your haunted holiday at Yellowstone National Park and the Old Faithful Inn. All right, Lindsay, so Yellowstone National Park is really just a fascinating place in general. But I do want to start out by giving a shout out to one of our avid listeners. His name is Tom Castaños, and he just loves history of like military history, national parks history. And he actually kind of like volunteered his time and did a lot of the research into the background of Yellowstone for us and sent us all this information. So yeah. I just want to say thank you, Tom, because you actually made my job a lot easier this week <laughs> having to do the research. It did save me quite a bit of time. And I got to say, like, we have some amazing dedicated listeners and I never thought we would get like a whole you know information guide on one of the locations that we were planning on doing it was really cool yeah absolutely he was going to research another place for us and then we kind of decided that you know that probably wasn't a great location for an episode uh but he also sent us another possible episode we need to look into so tom thank you so much you saved us a ton of time and i love that you've reached out stay in touch for sure. So let's get into the, some of the history of Yellowstone. It is the world's first national park, and it was dedicated a national park by Congress in 1872. And if you don't know that much about Yellowstone, like it has this crazy geography to it and this geothermal activity, which is why like they have geysers that are spouting like water and steam out of the ground and all that stuff. It's actually made up of over 3,000 square miles, Lindsay, and it has land in three different states, including Wyoming, Idaho, and Montana. So we're actually kind of covering a few different places here. Wow. They have 4 million visitors that go there each year. And as you might suspect, Lindsay, this is not like the safest place in the world, right? I mean, there's plenty of signs posted about what you need to do to be safe, but with 4 million people going there every year, there's of course some accidents here and there, things that don't quite go as planned. We'll talk a little bit about that. So I don't know all of the background, but I know we talked briefly about this and I mentioned 
the terrifying idea of an accident happening with the geysers and super hot like water or whatever it is that's in those things and the animals. So I don't know. I, I'm terrified of the possibilities, but tell us more. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, underneath Yellowstone, it's really a volcano. Yeah. And actually what they would call a super volcano. So do you remember, Lindsay, you know, I feel like pop culture wise, our society goes through a lot of different like phases. Okay. And at one point in like probably the early 2000s, we went through a kind of end of world phase as a society where there was a lot of documentaries out there about Are we back at that right now in 2020 <laughs> i mean my goodness the, the end of world phase is back All i right. know that's what's trending it hasn't been a good year that's for sure <laughs> so anyways so i always remember hearing about this super volcano yeah it fascinated me because if i i'm not personally a doomsday prepper but if i was there are two things that I would prep for. I would prep for the pandemic. And guess what? This is actually freaking happening, which I can't believe. Right. And then I would also be a prepper for the super volcano. If this super volcano erupts, and by the way, everybody, I don't want to scare anybody, but like, we don't know when this super volcano is going to erupt, okay? It could erupt at any moment. It could erupt. 10,000 years from now, like we have no idea, right? Right. But if it does erupt, it's going to send like this massive amount of ash into the air. It's expected to kill billions of people. Like it really will be like the apocalypse almost <laughs> if this happens. I mean, I remember watching this documentary and it was like the, the top like 10 things most likely to cause, you know, end of world scenarios. And that was, I think, number one um, at the time. And I remember us going, what? And, and, you know, we're from Omaha. So we're not that far. That super volcano. We're, we're in goners. trouble. We're in trouble up in Omaha. There's no doubt. I'm, in, I'm now in Atlanta, so I'm a little further away, but very scary. The pandemic is the other one. You know, this one is, uh, thank goodness this isn't something like MERS or SARS or bird flu. That has or gotten some, or something Or something worse, right? right. Um, this is still terrible to see a lot of people suffering, but thank goodness it's not something much, much worse. Right. I 100% agree. But anyway, that was kind of a side note. This is a super volcano that could kill us all one day. Just an FYI in case yeah. you weren't aware of that. Scary. But, if you want scary, there you go, guys. The ultimate right. scary. And so that volcanic activity, like it's still in a live volcano. That's why they have all those geysers and hot springs and just this like steaming hot water everywhere, right? And they say that over the years, they think approximately 20 recorded deaths have happened just from the geysers and the geothermal water there. And that's usually from accidents. Like there have been situations where people have tripped and become severely injured from and burned from the water. Most of the time though, it is because somebody went off of the walking path and they're, by the way, everybody, kind of like our Disney World episode, there's clear instructions. Like, it's pretty obvious. I remember this as a child being like, you better stay on this path because if you step off, it's uh, it's not going to be a good thing. 
They right. actually suspect that there are a lot more people that are burned by it but don't report it because they just want to kind of test how hot is this water really. So like yeah. they'll stick a pinky finger in there and like <gasps> burn their pinky finger, but then they're too scared to tell anybody. So I've that is so scary. So I've also heard um there is this I watch I'm an avid like true co- true crime listener too, right? And I was, I've been following this story of, uh, it's really terrible actually, it's in the news, this couple and their children have gone missing and they knew that they uh, had been in Yellowstone and they were curious about if they had disposed of the bodies there because what the experts say is that bodies will literally disintegrate and disappear in that water. It is so hot and scorching that they would possibly never be found. So it's terrifying to think of someone falling in yes that is really scary and like i said it's you it's very safe i felt very safe when we were there as kids there's very clear paths that you need to stay on right, right? but the paths have not always been there right from what i understand now Lindsay, that's interesting that you bring up that like your body could essentially disintegrate into this right that's how hot this is but there's another thing that could cause you to never be found again and that would be grizzly bears. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there is tons of wildlife here. Like there's over 300 species of birds and different mammals and fish and all kinds of wildlife, which is really a big part of the reason people go to Yellowstone, right? But there are a number of people that have been killed by grizzly bears over the last however many years, you know, since the park has been open. Now, it's not that many that's on record. It's like mm-hmm. eight people that they know have know have been killed by grizzly bears. But there's also stories of people who have like just vanished and they were staying at the park and they don't know what happened to them. For example, there was one guy staying at a hotel, not the hotel we're going to talk about, is called the Fountain Hotel. And he stepped out for a cigar, never to be seen again. Oh my and so who knows? I mean, like that could have been a murderer. It could have been a grizzly bear. Like, I think it's probably a grizzly bear or something that caused that. Right. But we have eight recorded deaths by bears. But the reality is it could be, you know, a much yeah. higher number than we even know. We have talked about so much tragedy on this show. And this is a new one. Like, what a horrible, horrible way to go. I, I cannot even imagine. No, I cannot. The other thing to be careful for when you are at Yellowstone is bison, as well as other large mammals, right? So bison, of course, are huge. And what they find people doing, and they do this too. I I mean, when we were there, Lindsay, I remember people getting really close to some huge elk and stuff like that, trying to pose for pictures with their families. There was a moose. There was a huge moose when we were there that people were like gathering around way too close. And moose, by the way, I heard recently are mean. Like they'll they'll attack for real. <laughs> and so do buffalo, okay? And actually just recently, Lindsay, a woman, this was just this year, a woman was there and she went to go get a selfie with the buffalo, was about mm-hmm. 10 feet away, continued to approach this buffalo several times. And this buffalo gored her and she's oh still alive. Oh, thank goodness. But several people have been attacked by animals like this simply because they're getting really, really close to them and they shouldn't be. So here's the summary. 
just follow the signs, stay away from large animals if possible, right? <laughs> Don't try to get that selfie and just, you know, be safe. And other people have also, you know, fallen off cliffs and stuff like right. that while they're there. So just be, you know, mindful of your surroundings when you're in wilderness. And here we are probably terrifying anyone that's been thinking of going, but don't let this deter you. It really is a cool place. It's something to check off your list. Be safe. If you go outside for a cigar late at night, you know, bring somebody with you maybe, you know, yeah. <laughs> stay and away also, from the bears. Right. And also, like I said, there's 4 million visitors a year. Right. There's not that many recorded deaths is the reality. But right. of course there are some because, you know, the wilderness is what it is. Like you got to be careful. And, you know, there's one story in particular that I found interesting, which was all the way back in 1870. And apparently there were some militiamen and they were by like these lower waterfall areas and they were kind of searching for gold in the area. Well, they had kind of, you know, strapped up their horses while they're doing their search for gold. And some Native Americans who were living there, they actually stole these militiamen's horses. And then a chase ensued. So the militia guys are chasing these Native Americans and they're actually in the water with the horses trying to run away and get away. They go over the top of the falls, everybody, the horses, the Native Americans, and they end up, of course, dying because it's a huge waterfall. Mm -hmm. And to this day, apparently, when you're down there by that waterfall, you can hear like chants, almost like a Native American chanting. And then sometimes the water will like suddenly stir up and be red, almost like there's blood being churned up down there. And people still experience that, which I thought was pretty crazy. Wow, that's cool. I mean, audible, audible haunting. That's interesting to hear chanting and, and stuff like that. Yeah, pretty neat. There was also another really weird occurrence that happened back in 2016, they think. So there was a guy who actually fell into the hot springs and, you know, burned to death and, and died. And there was a Reddit user, so anonymous, we don't know who this person was, and they claimed to have been a first responder at the scene. Mm -hmm. Well, the guy who fell in, his sister was actually there, apparently, according to this Reddit user, filming the whole incident on her cell phone. And what this guy says happened, because he says he went back and saw this video to figure out why did this guy go into the hot springs, and they claim on this video there is an image of a siren in the water which is like a nude woman with almost like translucent skin what making like this low humming noise and they say that that's what lured this guy into the hot springs and caused him to go in no i have chills that is so scary a siren i was thinking you know uh the iliad and like uh the odyssey is what i was thinking of when you were saying a siren that's what my mind went to too but apparently that's what this reddit user is claiming now the video has never been released but they I was gonna do say, we know we need this video i know we do know 
that a guy did fall into the hot springs at this time that this Reddit user was making this claim. So maybe a bunch of nothing, but fascinating nonetheless. Yeah, interesting. I mean, if there's spirit activity there, you just never know what's going on there, right? I mean, we talk about places like the Sally House that has a demon and gosh, I would think that those are powerful enough to influence people to do terrible things. Um, We talked a little bit about that. So gosh, you just don't know. And the reality is there have been people dying on this land for hundreds of years, right? Just from even the early explorations of this land when they're not even understanding, is this hot water? Like, what is this? People are recorded to have died back then too, so... This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tingling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. So if you're going to go to Yellowstone, obviously your family is going to need a place to stay. And we do have a recommendation for that, a haunted property called the Old Faithful Inn. And this is a really old hotel that was built in Yellowstone National Park. It's actually in Casper, Wyoming. And it was built all the way back in 1904. So it's already like prime haunting era right Lindsay so like (laughs) right it's over a hundred years old boom yep yep it's probably haunted but let's talk about what they actually say they have experienced here so this is actually the largest log structure in the world okay and when I was looking up pictures of it and videos of this place it looks really really neat it is like a massive log cabin and everything is built out of materials that are there so like the pine trees that's where they got the log any stone like all of this is materials that are from right around where it was built in the park which i thought was kind of cool so it's just a really neat looking place like if you're staying at a park like this this is very wilderness-esque but also you have some good commodities so there's still like a restaurant in there and shops 
but it's really big and it's actually the most popular hotel to stay at in Yellowstone National Park. Now, the most crazy story about this place goes all the way back to 1915. And there was this girl, she was a daughter of a very wealthy family in New York City, and she fell in love with one of the family's servants. And her family like was not having it. They were pissed. They were like, what? You're supposed to marry some other rich guy because you know how it, how it is back then, right? Right. And, and the father insisted. He was like, all this guy wants is your money. He's a gold digger. You should not marry this guy, right? And she insisted, no, I'm in love with him. I'm going to marry him. So the father said, fine you can marry this guy. I will go ahead and give you like your dowry, like this large amount of money. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. You cannot come back to New York. Like we don't want anything to do with you after that. Like you're on your own. Okay. Mm -hmm. So she says, okay. They go on their honeymoon. They head to Yellowstone National Park, which apparently like out West was the place to be back then. Right. So they head out there and guess what? This new husband of hers gambles away and drinks away all of the money that oh her dad gave her. So it turns out, like, her dad was actually kind of right. He really I was, was hoping, a gold digger. I was hoping she was going to prove him wrong. Yeah, I agree. I was really hoping. But you know what? Sometimes men, they just disappoint you sometimes, <laughs> don't they? <laughs> Not always, but sometimes. Right. Unfortunately, that was the case here. And it gets way worse than him just basically taking all of her money. So they're in the Old Faithful Inn. They're actually staying in room 127. And there are regular arguments to the point where like she even like calls her dad and is like, can you please like provide more money or, you know, maybe wrote him a letter. Right. And he said, nope, sorry. And he like turned her down. So the staff was actually like getting a little concerned about this couple because they were on their honeymoon and they're just like bickering so loud that they would hear these loud arguments. Well, one night, all of a sudden, the husband stormed out of the room. People didn't see him for a few days and they didn't see, you know, this bride like anywhere coming out yeah. of the room. So they decided, well, let's go in there and just check and make sure everything's okay because she hasn't left. They get into the room, they find her bloody body in the bathroom, missing her head. No. Her head had been cut off. <gasps> Evil. Like, that's terrible. Right. Really, really horrible. So then, like, they don't know where this head is, okay? And apparently, this part is legend, okay? By the way, we do know that somebody was murdered in this bathroom, a, a young woman who was on her honeymoon. The legend part is that the guests started complaining of odors in the crow's nest area. So what the crow's nest is, is at the very top of this hotel, there's this really cool like lookout almost that's mm -hmm. on the very top that you could go up and you could eat food and hang out, that kind of thing. But apparently that is where they found her head what a crazy dude why that's just insane it's unfortunate that um she didn't at least just ask to come home and leave this guy 
Right. And and maybe her father wouldn't let her do it, you know, or maybe she was planning on it. And that was the last straw that maybe. caused him to to murder her. Who knows? After that, people started claiming to see a woman in white walking from the crow's nest, carrying her head in her arms. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Now, here's what I'm going to throw out there. Because online, there is a guy who used to work at this hotel, and he claims he made up that story just to, you know, give guests something fun to talk about. Right. He does say he based it on this murder that did happen in the hotel, but that he never really saw anybody carrying their head or anything like that. It's very, like, Anne Boleyn-esque. It is. It is very Anne Boleyn-esque. Now, that... Also, there's been other people working there who have made that claim that said, I don't care what he says. He may have made up that he saw something, but I definitely saw a woman wearing a white frilly dress walking from the crow's nest, carrying her head under her arm. So one person saying he made it up and he was the originator of this ghost story. And then Mm -hmm. there's other people that are saying, well, hold up because I saw that. Interesting. Very interesting. Now, I think if I had to bet, it would make a lot of sense that that this woman maybe haunts this hotel or there's residual energy of her spirit there, right? Because a tragedy, there you go, equals a haunting. But, you know, is she walking around holding her head? I don't know. Probably not. She might be walking around confused, maybe still upset at her at her husband maybe upset at the gambling and maybe is just residually there i would think that's more likely but if somebody says they saw someone walking around kind of like anne boleyn walking around holding her own head maybe i mean it's possible but i also kind of tend to think maybe that's like an exaggerated version of events right maybe they saw what looked like an apparition and you know, their mind went to that story, you know, Mm -hmm. and they kind of maybe exaggerated it, right? Love to see it. I mean, I hope it's real, honestly. That's not the only activity that happens here. There is some other activity. So in particular, there are a lot of doors that will open and close on their own. There is the sound of people running in the hallway. Now, this place is open between May and mid-October, so it closes for winter. And there's actually one story of a guy who was one of the last people in the hotel. He was kind of closing it up, one of the people working there, staying the night, and he kept hearing people running down the hallway. And every time he would go out to check, nobody would be there. Mm. So do listen for stuff like that. There was also a weird occurrence where somebody that was kind of like inspecting the property, I guess, saw a fire extinguisher turn upside down on its own. So it was on some kind of like wall hmm. pedestal or something, and then it kind of turned itself back upright. Weird. And apparently they were just totally astonished, but that's one of the bigger claims that they make about this place. The other one that happened that was really interesting is actually in room number two. Apparently, this man and his wife are laying in bed. It's late at night. They're asleep. He wakes up to her, like, digging her nails into his shoulder to the point where, like, he had marks the next day. Mm -hmm. 
And he's like, what is going on? Like, why are you digging your nails into me? And she's like, oh my God, you don't see her? And he looks oh. up and there is a woman in period clothing hovering next to the bed. So I wonder yeah. if that was the headless bride. Although this woman did have her head. The head wasn't missing. Right. But, I mean, still interesting. And that's room number two. So I would room say that might be a good place to try and stay. Definitely. So I'll also say that, you know, Yellowstone, a lot like, you know, you have like the Stanley Hotel at Estes Park. You know, the, the, the guess is maybe um, there's like stone, like limestone, and just the fact that people want to go visit. That's a place they loved. And so maybe when they passed away, they decided to go there with their spirits. Maybe that's the same thing here. I mean, you could have the bride. Maybe you have other people that have just wandered back. I mean, it is kind of like this amazing land. Yeah, absolutely. You just never know. All right, so we talked about the ghost stories in Yellowstone and at the Old Faithful Inn. And if you want to stay at the Old Faithful Inn, I will say, Lindsay, it's like it is a little bit pricey. And I'm going to talk about this. Now, they don't have like ghost tours or anything like that that I was able to see online. But they do have a whole section on Yellowstone's website about ghosts of Yellowstone, which I thought was kind of interesting. So this place is a little bit pricey, but I will say it does look pretty neat. And it is so much like log cabin, like it is really cool. Now, because of COVID-19, they are currently not open, but their website does say that they may open later in the summer. They're just kind of monitoring things and, and see what happens. So if this is a place that you want to stay, obviously continue to monitor the situation check their website for availability, that kind of thing. So in order for me to see the prices, I had to move pretty far ahead into the future in order to book anything because it's also not open over the winter months anyways. In order to stay there, the lowest price I could see, and this is going to vary based on are you booking during the week, are you booking on the weekend, just like most hotels, right, is anywhere between $295 a night to $325 a night for kind of like your standard room. Maybe it's mm -hmm. a double queen or a king, that kind of thing. That's kind right? of pricey. I mean, it is Yellowstone. I'm not totally surprised. I but... wasn't totally surprised either. And it does look like a decent place, but there are some other options. So I was so surprised by this. So when I'm going through their rooms, they also have what they called old house rooms, which is from the historic original log cabin structure, I guess. And in fact, even the walls look like they are made of logs, like old pine wood logs. So it looks old in there, okay? It's not, most of the other hotel rooms, like it is normal drywall, it looks very nice. These rooms, the old house rooms though, I mean, they look like decent rooms, probably comfortable bedding, but the I mean, it's, it looks a little rustic, okay? That might be the okay. word I would use to describe it. Now, what about bathrooms? Do they look updated or? I'm so glad you said that because that is a great segue. So some of these old house rooms do not have their own bathroom. 
they have what they call communal bathrooms that are down the hall and therefore they're a little bit less expensive so one of these without a bathroom could be as low as $142 a night so if you're going on a budget you could stay in one of these now they have a sink with running water in the room and plenty of space but a communal bathroom let's see the way you say there's a sink with running water in the room like oh wow that's fancy no i I, i'm gonna tell you not for me i'm gonna pass on the communal bathroom i'd have to look and see if i could afford one of the other rooms but that's steep i mean especially if you've got like little kids and a family with you and stuff that's a lot depending upon how long you're staying you know one or two nights not so terrible right i agree and i wouldn't mind doing the communal bathroom maybe one day but that's probably my limit on that you know no i'm gonna pass on the communal bathroom. i'm a little picky about the bathrooms now there are some of these other rooms that are still part of the old house they're still a little bit less expensive and some of them do have bathrooms so you just got to make sure you're double checking that description if you really want a bathroom you can still have one in kind of the historic section of the hotel with a bathroom and those are a little bit pricier right so those are usually around 225 dollars now they also have suites that look pretty nice and those suites are typically right around the 700 dollars range little less little more depending on right. the suite that you're booking wow all right guys so really interesting stuff about yellowstone i mean there's all kinds of just crazy kind of awful traumatic things that have happened it's beautiful so obviously go there for that but just know it might be haunted while you're there so moving into our last little segment where we read a viewer comment or email um, I actually have an email from her name is roulette and she sent us a message on Facebook she said as someone who has been fortunate enough to travel a lot and have visited many haunted locations I am thoroughly enjoying your podcast thank you so much I am from Arkansas and can personally vouch for the Crescent Hotel as haunted AF (laughs) that's my favorite acronym I have been I have seen Norman Baker like I thought he was alive and said something to my grandma when I was about 10 years old and she grabbed us and booked it out of there which is amazing I love that because that goes along with the stories that we hear at the Crescent Hotel it does and I remember in that episode I think we even talked about the fact that Norman Baker didn't die there but he has such ties that people mm-hmm. claim to see him in there. Absolutely. That is amazing that she actually saw him. So how cool. Thank you so much for sharing that story. Yeah, Roulette, I hope I'm not butchering your name. I'm pretty sure that's how I read it. So thank you for emailing it. Thank you for listening. We are dying to get to the Crescent Hotel. And in fact, I know that some of our uh, other listeners that have that podcast called Show Me Scares, uh, Shayla, we're hoping to go there some point and meet up with them, um, if at all possible, because I don't think they're too terribly far either. So very good. Awesome. Thanks for emailing us. We appreciate it always. By the way, guys, if you want to send us an email, you can reach us at yourhauntedholiday.com. Click the contact us link. You can also just email us at yourhauntedholiday at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook like Roulette did. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube even if you want to listen to our show that way. Make sure that if you're listening to us and you enjoy the show that you subscribe and rate us five stars super important all of those ratings we see and we appreciate them absolutely well thank you so much everybody and stay healthy and safe
Yeah, thanks for listening.